Welcome back to the Asteroid. We are your hosts, Stella and Nayeli. This podcast is all about astrology, celebrity news, and how to use astrology in your everyday life. Welcome back to our current subscribers and hello to all our new viewers tuning in today. If you're new and like our content, please feel free to subscribe to our channel. By continuing to gain subscribers, it allows us to continue making this content and your comments help us get ideas on new episodes and what topics you like best. So for today's episode, we're going to be analyzing a former celebrity couple that is still being currently mentioned, and that is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Unfortunately, we've had a few celebrity couples that have broken up and have led to reports of toxic behavior after the fact and possible court cases. And I feel like maybe the Brad and Angelina couple may go in that direction. What are your thoughts on this former couple, Stella? So first of all, destined to be together. There's so many things that are just like, what? That's in sinistry. There's a lot of good things on their chart, but the problem is everything else. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, compatibility isn't so cut and dry. You can't just say, oh, I'm I'm an Aries and I never get along with a Leo and we would never be a good couple. And it's like, everything else in your chart makes more sense. It could be that you have a a Venus in Leo and like that person is going to make you feel connected to that sort of energy of love. And you're really going to be connected to that person. And in the case of Brad and Angelina, we've got their North nodes on their ascendant signs. I was just blown away by this. I was like, how in a million years, when will you ever meet someone who will both reflect you as an individual and your destiny. You know what I'm saying? So for Brad, his North Node is in Cancer and Angelina's rising is Cancer. For Angelina, her North Node is in Sagittarius and his Ascendant is in Sagittarius. And so it's just, whoa, as soon as you see that person, that could be like kismet. Like you're just like, wow, like this person gets me. This person is destiny. We have to come together. Like we have to collaborate in some way. And they decided to collaborate in a romantic way, (laughs) which unfortunately, see, that's where the destiny played in and also to combust because both of their fourth houses are so, so challenging. She has Pluto and Neptune, or rather Pluto and Uranus in the fourth house. And he has Chiron in the fourth house. And regardless of what sign it's in, both of those are chaotic. Chiron being the wounded healer, Pluto just having that energy of transformation. You're constantly needing transformation. And Uranus being the planet of the unexpected. Sure, the house was fun, but it might not have been stable for Angelina Jolie. And sure, his house was in Pisces, so there was probably a lot of deep connection, but it also brought a lot of wounds, how he feels about women, how he feels about people in his family, people he co- co- cohabitates with, how others feel about him, which allegedly, I don't have any evidence of this, but allegedly he's not a very clean or cleanly person. And that's something that I constantly hear people complain about in Hollywood is how messy he is. And that must have been something difficult for someone who's dealt with so much chaos, like in the home, like Angelina, as far as astrology goes. I don't have any personal connection to her. And of course, this is all astrologically based. We don't know these people, but we are just analyzing their charts. And just that destiny and just that destined to fail because 
at that lovers stage. I thought of their first movie together, the first, the movie that brought them Mr. together, Mister and Mister um, Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah, and like how they were at war with each other in the movie, and it's like sun opposing sun. Hello, this is sun opposition energy in their movie, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to harmony in the home. Could be that they like the challenge, but they also it brings that chaos. It brings that instability in the home because whether it's their children, whether it's them. It's just a lot of chaotic energy, of competition, of needing to be the person that's right. I wouldn't say violence, but definitely towards the more tactful people who are plotting against each other because it's that opposition energy. Open enemies as opposed to some sort of harmony that might be. Yeah, so that's so like tragic in a way. It's like they were destined to come together, soulmates in a kind of way, but also destined to not work out or they work together when it came to the initial stages of a relationship, the honeymoon period, the chemistry, but then when it came to establishing a home, which is something they both probably wanted to do, and I can see from the natal charts, especially with uh, Brad having such a strong Capricorn influence, which is the sign that represents the father, and then Angelina Jolie has a strong Cancer influence in her chart, with Cancer representing the mother. They probably are two people that want to come together and create a family, but they just couldn't do it together. And I think yeah, another- I was yeah. thinking she she needs a daddy, and he's a daddy. Yes, okay, <laughs> like, totally literally, true. She needs a daddy, and he's a daddy. I'm not kidding. Like these yeah. are dad vibes. These astrology stellium in. Capricorn is just dad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he gives dad vibes. He has Stelium and Capricorn. Also, Angelina Jolie, she has Capricorn on her seventh house, which means that for a relationship, she would be uh, attracted to somebody or would want somebody that has those Capricorn qualities. And Brad Pitt definitely has that. Also with Angelina, which was surprising to me once I really looked at her chart, is that she has, she, I think she doesn't have a strong earth presence, actually. She doesn't have any sign in earth signs. And she, sorry, she doesn't have any planets in earth signs and she doesn't have any planets in fixed signs so when it comes to the earth element and the fixed modality those are qualities of a natal chart that represent being grounded being stable and angelina jolie doesn't really have much presence of that in her chart she has notable components in her 10th house which is a grounded kind of house but overall her chart is not really grounded at all she's very strong in like the fire element the water like somewhat in the water element definitely air so she's probably somebody who's very impulsive goes for what she wants is very intellectual sensitive but when it comes to the grounded piece it's not there which I find so surprising considering what kind of a figure Angelina is to so many people but Brad has a lot of earth qualities to his chart especially with the stelium in the earth sign of Capricorn and then he also has uh, a couple of outer planets Uranus and Pluto in Virgo which is also an earth sign so it's like those two puzzle pieces coming together where she like like you said she needed that daddy figure and he was that you know he's also I think 10 years older than her so just from an age standpoint it gives that vibe but it just didn't end up working out in the long run and I think another question that might come up with people following this former couple and their story is I think whenever there's a celebrity breakup people wonder who's the bad guy was it in this case Angelina's fault is she weird is she crazy or is Brad (laughs) this like belligerent 
alcoholic or is it a little bit of both? So as I was looking through their natal charts, I was trying to get a sense of like, what are the pros and cons with these two people as individuals? And I think I would say my answer would be that they're both conflicted in different ways. I don't think there's like a good guy or a bad guy per se. I think they're, everybody has flaws and I think their flaws ended up in combination of this relationship being the relationship's downfall. Both Brad and Angelina have T-squares in their charts that involve some of the most important, oh, you noticed those as well, Stella, your eyes were like, yes. I think they have a similar T-square actually. Angelina has a T-square. And for those that are not aware, a T-square is when at least three planets make a T-shape where you have two planets on opposite sides and both of those opposing planets at a 90 degree angle to a third planet. So it creates a T. So in Angelina's case, she has Venus, a T-square involving Venus in her first house, her Uranus in Libra in the fourth house, and her Chiron, which represents her internal wound in Aries in the 10th house. So her houses of sense of self, home and family, and career are all like opposing or like at this T-square. So her life requires her to have a balance between these components of her life, like building a home and family, but also doing her ideal career and contributing to society and also being true to herself. So all of those things could be like opposing each other or things that she has to balance. And if anybody that has a T-square wonders, okay, how do I bring balance to these three components? You have to look at the part of the chart that would make the T into a cross. So in this case for Angelina Jolie, it's her seventh house of relationships. So relationship is what brings balance between these important components in her chart And her T-square is in cardinal signs. Again, going with her fiery personality. And it probably means that this T-square is very pronounced in her life where it's hard for her to avoid. She was probably craving relationship to allow her to balance all these important components in her life. And Brad also has similar, if not the same type of square. So in Brad's case, he has a T-square that involves his Mars in Capricorn in the first house, his Jupiter in Aries in the fourth house, and his North Node representing his sole purpose in Cancer in the seventh house. So for him, he has a tough time balancing his sense of self, his desire for attaining wealth and prestige and prosperity, having a home and family. So all of those things are in flux or like things he has to balance. And what brings him balance for those things is his ideal career. Yeah, so it's like both, yeah, both Brad and Angelina are imbalanced. And it's like coming together probably created balance for them, but it didn't end up working out in the end. And in your, Yeah, it, and just, yeah. I want to add that yeah. his image, or rather his, if you look at Brad Pitt, and you look at the photos, I don't know if you've ever seen that reel of photos of like how he is within relationship, how he dresses within relationships, mm-hmm. even just his haircuts, Yeah, you know, how similar he was to his partners. Mm-hmm. And it's an anchor of just his first house being in Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, right? Mm-hmm. Jupiter is in the fifth house of self-esteem. So there is a connection between his self-esteem and his self-image, just like mm-hmm. most people. But this is more pronounced because Jupiter is in the house of the self-esteem. Mm-hmm. But what is opposing that house? The seventh house is in Ge- in Gemini. And Gemini is the twins. But the twins don't allow for his self-esteem that he needs to sort of pronounce in his life to be evident so he connects himself to those he loves 
in order to divine to find himself. And I think that's where the downfall was. She had no anchor for him. He had no definition. She's more of this airy, fairy, watery type of person. And he is an earth sign. He needed or needs someone who can anchor him down as well. So for each other, that initial love story is really great. But in the long run, a person who is lost of purpose, that's what it could really create. A person who doesn't have their anchor because they feel like they're sharing this person because Angelina Jolie, I call her the mother of the world, being that she is cancerizing her philanthropic adventures, her, the things that she does. North Node in the sixth house, like just being that type of person whose work so defines their destiny. Yeah. You know, and so that sort of separation where you're sharing this person with the world, he might be someone who benefits from a relationship with someone who keeps things more private, which is why we saw Angelina really step back from her excited roles, her opened roles that she was playing where she was really in the mix. As soon as she got with Brad Pitt, there was dimming of her life, but you can't sustain that. You can't dim someone else in order to illuminate yourself. You might need someone. George Clooney has someone who's not really in the spotlight, who is famous in their own right, because she's an amazing lawyer. She works for The Hague. She does all this awesome stuff, but she's the type of person who's not interested in the rest of that journey. But then having all of those planets in the second house, especially Venus, that means he's looking for someone who can raise his sort of image, his look, his whatever. And it's a conflict, an internal conflict on, in their astrological chart. I need to pick someone who I can mirror, but I also need to pick someone who is famous, but I also need someone who will shine me first. And you can't have it both ways. <laughs> At least but not in Hollywood. Everybody's not. fighting. Everybody's fighting for their own image. Everybody's fighting for their own like star. And having that sort of need, you need someone who will elevate you financially, elevate you emotionally, elevate you continuously. And it's very, first, it's very draining <laughs> yeah. on the person who you're in love with. But it's also something like you need to fix you. You know what I mean? You need to heal that Chiron in the fourth house and figure yourself out to be able to establish some roots because you've been given an advantage of having all of those planets in Capricorn, but you don't know how to use it because <laughs> yeah. you've got this weird Chiron energy <laughs> in your fourth house. And it's like, how do you heal those wounds? You go to therapy, which is usually how we end every single astrological reading. Yeah, go like to therapy. therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but also you realize that you don't need to mirror other people. You can be your own person. You've also been given the gift of sun and Sagittarius. And it's in your first house, which means if you illuminate yourself, if you shine on your own, like one of the best movies over the last 10 years, horror movies I've seen was his movie World War Z. Whenever he does a project on his own, he's really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whenever it's devoid of anyone else's influence, it's a good message. He might have cut corners on some of the plot lines because everybody says that, but he does a really good job. And so finding his own voice is really a part of his journey. Being that he has North Node in the eighth house, there might be a conflict between his love relationships, his psychology, and all he's trying to do. But if he's able to heal all of those negative energies in his fourth house, he's, he can fulfill that eighth house, North Node destiny. He can move towards that more balanced life that he's trying to reach. And it's probably very deep and emotional. And there's a lot more layers to it than even we could express. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think with Angelina having a pretty strong midheaven, her midheaven is the 
Aries. So she has her midheaven, which represents career, contributing to society in a very strong sign, in a very independent sign. And then on top of that, she has Jupiter, the planet of expansion next to her midheaven. So even though she may want that nurturing figure to be in a relationship with, she probably wouldn't do well being with somebody that expects her to have a backseat or play his second place or whatever it is and support the partner like she needs to be in the limelight as well and be a force to be reckoned with so i think that's one of the conflicts with angelina where with capricorn being on her seventh house and other indicators in her chart she probably is drawn to be in a relationship with somebody who is like a nurturer or like a father figure or a mother figure or whatnot but at the end of the day she needs somebody that's going to allow her to be independent and shine and be an equal and that really manifests in her venus and juno placement so venus is the planet that represents love and what one is drawn to and she has her venus in cancer in the first house so that probably means that she's very nurturing with how she loves but may also want that in return with how she is loved and then with venus in the first house that probably makes her very good looking and that definitely manifests in her life and also very selfish in love and very focused on what she receives as opposed to what she gives and i'll so get that's into a whole... that i'll get into that but i hold brad and angelina uh, accountable for their personality challenges but yeah i can definitely see that manifesting but then on the flip side her juno which is the asteroid that represents what she needs for a long-term relationship to work is in Gemini and in the 11th house. So that's very interesting. Her Venus is in a water sign and in a fire related house, but then her Juno is in an air sign and an air related house. So it's like, She's drawn to somebody that could be a nurturer. She might be selfish in love, but what she really needs for a relationship to work is to be equals. Like Gemini, like you said, is the sign of the twins. She -hmm. needs somebody that she could have intellectual banter with, somebody where she could feel an equal with, somebody where she could be inspired to do her humanitarian work, but really take that to the forefront and not be so much behind the scenes. That's why for people that are thinking about their sinistry or what their romantic tendencies are. I really encourage anybody that's interested in that to look at their Venus, but also their Juno, because sometimes the Venus and Juno is aligned, meaning, you know, what you're attracted to is what you need for a relationship to work. But sometimes you might have a situation like Angelina Jolie and be attracted to certain qualities, but need other qualities that are quite different for a relationship to work. So I think that's a struggle with Angelina. She wants that nurturer. She wants to nurture, but at the end, but she needs somebody that can also allow her to come into her own and to be an equal in a relationship. Yeah. It's a really interesting connection for them. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like personality wise, the flaws are all written in the stars. Besides the fact that the Venus is in the first house for Angelina. That's like my biggest red flag. I was like, Venus in the first house is great, but it usually means you need a lot more attention. Yeah. (laughs) It usually means you need somebody to really bow down to the goddess, so to speak. And it's also goddess energy because Venus is in cancer. Like it's a lot of feminine, emotional, connected energy and it's so attractive it is probably for someone with psyllium and capricorn it was like milk and honey it was like irony isn't that one of her movies isn't that one of angelina's movies something like water and honey or something oh yeah that does sound familiar yeah (laughs) yeah something like that like literally that's her like with this first venus in the first house and then of course we have to talk about saturn in the first house as well i think there was another chart we analyzed with saturn in the first house a few months ago 
but there's a lot of lessons around your boundaries and other people's boundaries and where your personality starts and where someone else's ends and whether or not you can assert yourself and being that she has the planet of the mind, Mercury in the 12th house and the sun in the 12th house, she might have a lot or might've had a lot of hard time expressing herself, hard time expressing her emotions. It might've been mostly internal, or she might be the type of person who surprises you with their real feelings after years of accepting bullshit or accept, sorry for the BS. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> got that one out. <laughs> accepting your BS. No, years of accepting your BS and like, you're cool with everything. And then suddenly she's like upset about life because Saturn's in her first house and it makes her reflect on the image she has of herself. Saturn is like a mirror to the person who has it in the first house, like holding it up. Are you doing enough? When it comes to her philanthropy, she has to be like the most exaggerated person. She has to be the ambassador. She has to be the person who the penultimate, who does everything for this charity. You know what I'm saying? Who does everything within her power to change things. And so Saturn's right there, like reminding her, are you doing enough? Are you enough? Are you supportive enough? Are you motherly enough? That's why she had so many freaking kids because yeah. you can't just be mother to one. You need a lot of children to reflect that value that Saturn keeps asking you. You know what I'm saying? Are you doing enough? And she probably had that idea for a while just to adopt kids from every country. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice experience, I'm sure, but it also leans into that fourth house of chaos, whether it's Pluto transforming her into the figure that she wants to be or Uranus really just imbalance in her home. So Uranus is retrograde, so it's even stronger. And Pluto's in retrograde as well. It's like, it's not enough that you have Uranus there. Now it's in retrograde. It's even stronger than before. And it's opposing all of that 10th house. But I think it was that Jupiter in the 10th house opposing her fourth that again expands her family expands what she needs expands how she, much she can give basically conjunct mars if i'm not mistaken that also leans into that chaos motion like you have mars expanding but you also have mars bringing in all of that not negative i would just say just sometimes expansive energy can just be chaotic because you're just trying to handle one thing and everything comes at the same time as soon as she was married to brad pitt Everybody wanted to know what the heck was going on there. Little things that she did. I remember she basically kissed her brother on the red carpet at one yeah. point. And it was just way too much for everyone. And it became the news of the century. You know what I'm saying? So every little action, Mars, that she does is under a microscope and expanded to no end. Which is also just very hard for someone who is a cancer rising. But the moon being in Aries means that a lot of her emotions are chaotic as well. That's probably why she was given the gift of Mercury and Sun in Gemini in the 12th house, just so she could keep some of it under wraps. Because <laughs> it's probably like a thunderstorm in there. Like, it's like, we're just trying to get through this hurricane and it's Angelina's hurricane today. And like, maybe we'll get through it. It could be fascinating. Like her mind could be super intelligent, super fascinating, but she keeps so much inside. We'll never truly know the mystery of Angelina Jolie. Like she'll never really show her cards. And that leans into are the things with Brad Pitt being exaggerated. You know what I'm saying? In order for her to gain custody of her children, which is something that we've talked about before. With other <laughs> um, you know, yeah. the dark feminine, whether that was the issue with who were the celebrities that we analyzed recently? Uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, Evan Rachel. Yeah, exactly. Former celebrity relationships in the hot seat. But yeah, I think I agree with you. I think when it comes to Angelina's chart, she has a really tough moon and Saturn placement like her moon in Aries 
you may have heard me mention this in other episodes. That's one of my bugaboos. If I see somebody with a moon in Aries, I'm running in the other direction. Not for me with my moon in Aquarius. Not for me. So she has her moon in Aries. So very strong emotions, very me focused emotions could be temperamental. She also has her Mars in Aries. So Mars is like an overdrive in Aries. Like that's its happy sign. That's where it wants to be. But that could also make her Mars qualities of aggression and action go into overdrive as well. Her Mars also opposes Pluto. So the planet of action is opposing the planet of the underworld. So that could also lead to aggression. And she has her Jupiter in Aries, the planet of expansion and a very me-focused sign. I think we've talked about other people that have Jupiter in Aries, but one of the qualities is that they can be very generous, but it's on a grand scale. It's like everybody's going to know about how generous you are. Funny enough, Brad also has this. So they both have this. So I think for people that are wondering, are Brad and Angelina, is their humanitarianism legit? I think based on their natal chart, it is. I think they really, that could be a whole other episode. I think they do yeah, really they care. care. They definitely they care. care. It's yeah. true. It's just everybody. But it's more Amber Heard care. Amber <laughs> Heard holding a baby in the hospital, like before the mother holds the baby in that yeah, video. I don't yeah, know if you've seen yeah. that video. And it's like in Mexico. And yeah. like the, the poor child, like the mom is asking for another child. Look at the baby we got. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God. Like, yeah. So, so, so everybody's <laughs> going to know how much they care. And if they're doing good work and it's helping society, more power to society. But yeah. that's probably why maybe some people may wonder, is their humanitarianism genuine because of the way it comes off? But at the end of the day, it is. It's just how they approach it, mm -hmm. how they exude it. And then I have a list. I have a list of Angelina's personality challenges and also of Brad. But yeah, like you were saying, her moon, her Saturn's in Cancer. So on the flip side, Saturn doesn't like being in Cancer. It's not its happy place. So that is one of the things that leads to her withholding her feelings, maybe getting down on herself. And even Brad, I think, mentioned this. I forgot the exact words, but I remember he wrote this letter, did this whole interview where he talked about how Angelina just was feeling down and he realized he had to be there for her. It was very like melodramatic in how he described it, but I could totally see that dynamic playing out in their natal chart where he's the father figure, but is not as emotionally in tune because water is not his strongest, but then Angelina's wallowing in her feelings that she's realizing and having a hard time dealing with it. And it's just like them not meshing when it comes to that emotional support and awareness, but them both trying to mesh, but it's just not working. Her moon is also square her Saturn. So that could also lead her to having a really negative, depressive type of thoughts or having the tendency to do that. Her Uranus, the planet of unpredictability, is square her ascendant. And the ascendant, it shows how you appear to others. So that can make it hard for her to relate to other people. Her Venus, the planet of love and also relating, is square her planet of unpredictability, which can make her appear self-centered, especially when it comes to love. She has no inconjuncts between any of the planets in her chart. So that could mean that she has a hard time adjusting to somebody else's needs. Again, going to your point, Stella, of how she might be a little more self-centered when it comes to how she relates. And then on top of that, her Chiron is in the assertive sign of Aries. So that's really ironic. She has a strong Aries presence with it being on her midheaven, 
but she has her internal wounds there. So she could have a hard time asserting what she feels, or she may have a hard time dealing with her anger and aggression and knowing how to let that out in healthier ways, or she might have a hard time having a sense of self. She might have gotten through that internal wound or is going through it now, but regardless, that is something that she is destined to struggle with. And then Brad also has his flaws. Like we mentioned, he has the Jupiter and Aries, which isn't necessarily a flaw, but it's something that could be perceived not in the greatest way by others. Stella, when it comes to Brad, what are your thoughts on him? Do you notice any personality challenges that could get in the way of a successful relationship? Just the fact that he has a stellium in Capricorn. Capricorn is such a tough sign. It's like the sign of the workaholic, the sign of the father, the sign of the authority, the sign of the person who knows the most, let's say. Not that they do. It could be his blind spot, but it's also a blessing to the people around him because he'll always be there for them. You know what I mean? He'll always be supportive. He'll always be good. It's moon there. It's Mars there. So it's a sign of action. It's Venus and Mercury. So the way he communicates is authority his way he loves, the way he emotes, it's all very related to that. But it's also a downfall because you have a blind spot to other people's needs because it's an earth sign. You have a blind spot to other people's emotions and what emotions that they're trying to express to you, especially with somebody who is partner, in this case is Angelina Jolie, her expression was already muted by that 12th house in Mercury. So it's like, you got to pull teeth to really get it. <laughs> something out of her already and then this guy this poor guy who yeah. only loved her is like struggling to even connect to other people's emotions about him might be the reason why he doesn't feel a need to be a cleanly type of person as far as people have said because he's i'm in my own world everything is about me my thoughts are about my money my thoughts are about my wealth and what i can accumulate in this life but they're not necessarily about how I serve others. They're not necessarily about how I'm connected to other people. They're about me, my personality, the money I build, the legacy maybe even that you build because it's second house. Um, but at the end of the day, and it is opposed to the eighth house and the eighth house has his North node. So he's forcing himself by legacy. Like he's trying to build something, trying to build something. And it could be also the reason why he let her adopt all those kids in the first place. Not that I'm saying it was a bad thing. I'm just saying like he wanted to build that legacy too. And he saw that as an opportunity to do that. Again, this is his biggest personality flaw. He's about his money. He's about himself. You know what I'm saying? He's about how he can reflect someone else in the way his personality is so he doesn't have to decide <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so he can just focus on what the easiest process is that's what i love and hate about earth signs like especially like a tourist for example a tourist could work and work and make it look so flipping easy and like i get like that because i'm very close to a tourist <laughs> um, and then you're just looking at them and you're just like how did that happen and yeah. the capricorn has that same sort of energy but they want to make sure that, that they were working mm -hmm. hard and it's very hard <laughs> it's like very like annoying but they want to make sure that they, I was out for eight hours today. I worked so hard. And it's not the Leo working hard where the Leo working hard is like, I worked, you know, they really did. You need to take it seriously and you need yeah. to appreciate them. And that's where another thing is if he's not feeling appreciated, mm -hmm. since Venus is also there, if he's not feeling appreciated and receiving that appreciation, like for all his hard work, forget about a conversation. He's probably triggered by that a lot. Like, why don't people around me appreciate my presence? And it's all your other flaws, dude. Like, yeah. you got to fix yourself 
for everyone else to recognize all the good you're doing because all the bad that you bring to the table overwhelms people and they can't really see, oh, I bought you cupcakes. Your house is in total chaos. Oh, I paid for a flight for all of us to go to the Maldives, but I can't even be there doing things that are with you guys. I'm focused on work. And those conflicts could really build resentment in others. Another personality issue, of course, being son in first house, a lot of reflective thoughts about self. North node makes him hungry for legacy. And of course, Uranus in 10th house makes a lot of chaos in his career. And maybe even the way he directs or the way he builds a project, it might, it took him forever to do certain things when it came to his career, the projects that he was invested in. And then sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't, but he does take it probably very personally because he's, it's very connected to his second house as we can see. But I don't know. I really think that in terms of how they connected It was very passionate, it was very connected, it was very fiery. But at the end of the day, at the culmination of everything, you've got to look at the other parts of your life. It can't just be a person that you're passionately in love with. That's the person you fall in love with. I think I was watching a podcast the other day and they said, make sure it's butterflies and not like fireworks because fireworks could be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Fireworks could mean this person is a little bit edgy. This person is a little bit dangerous and maybe it's true. And then when you actually need them, it blows up in your face. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I always recommend everyone to really look at, does this person bring you peace or does this person bring chaos to your life? And there could be a person in the world with astrology that brings him peace and astrology that brings Angelina Jolie peace. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's each other. So that's probably more important than anything when you're falling in love. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I would definitely agree. He also in his chart shows similar things to Angelina, but like in different ways where he might have a hard time being in tune or expressing his emotions might also be self-centered, but it just manifests in different ways. Like, yeah, the moon in Capricorn that can make it really hard for him to be sympathetic or emotional. Like you mentioned, he probably provides emotional nurture by the tangibles. Like what can he provide? How hard is he working instead of emotionally, which is something that Angelina with her strong presence of cancer would probably very much need. Then on top of that, his son is not aspected with any other planet. So his son pretty much stands alone. It doesn't have any angle, any night. In the first house. In, in the, the first yeah, house. Yeah, in the, in the first house. So like his son's just there like on its own, yeah, right? right? So he's going to do what he wants and he doesn't really care. Like he may want to provide and he may want to build a legacy, but it's all because it's all tangible. Oh, I have a family. I have X number of kids. I have this amount of money, but it's not about, oh, what do my kids need? What does my partner need? How are we emotionally in tune with each other? How do we all fit together as a unit? Those are things that are not naturally going to come in his mind. It's all about the appearance. And then he's going to do whatever he wants because his son is just out there on its own. He also has no opposition between planets. So none of his planets oppose each other, probably mostly on one side of his chart, probably if that's, yeah, they're all on the left side of his chart, most of them, except for Jupiter. So that means the left side of the house is very, is like the individual side of the chart. So again, with like another indication of him being self-centered, just thinking about himself and with him having no oppositions in his chart, he probably doesn't realize how self-centered he comes across. He probably thinks he's very helpful and caring. Right. And, yet, and with that psyllium yeah. and Capricorn, he's like, but, but I do all these things, but I provide, but yeah. I'm a millionaire, but this, but that. And it's, yeah. it's not the, but my friend, it's the front part. It's the fact that you have to say, but I do this. You don't do the emotional part. 
people are not going to see the value. You know what I'm saying? You don't do the emotional lifting. People are not going to see the value. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where that disconnect happens. And I love how the only oppositions that I really see are the planets of destiny, the North Node and Cap and Iran. And it's like the planet of the wounded healer and the planet of his future are the only things that have opposing like anything. You know what I'm saying? And it's that's where he's really like able to focus his energy but not the emotional side. And they're in emotional signs. So let's say it affects him emotionally to a certain degree because it means that it'll affect his life. Example, I'm not saying that they do. I would never say that. But I'm just saying if his children ended up not liking him, that might affect him feeling like he's built something. If he is not able to produce any sort of tangible goods that help others. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's that energy of what am I providing because my ego needs it as opposed to what am I providing because I know others need something. And that's that's really the conflict that, that lives in his astrology. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of this North Node, ironically, North Node representing his sole purpose, according to Placidus House System, his North Node is in Cancer in the seventh house. So that means mm -hmm. his sole purpose is about like merging with somebody, knowing how to be nurturing in a relationship. So that's his sole purpose, but his chart makes it very difficult for him to be able to do that easily. Maybe if he would have been able to realize his tendencies and really work on being nurturing in a relationship, maybe him and Angelina could have worked out, but it would have taken a lot of struggle because it's just like naturally not in him, which is so sad. Like sometimes you have a sole purpose, but your personality makes it really hard to achieve that sole purpose. But that's why sole purposes exist. They're never easy to accomplish. They're always things that are going to take somebody out of their comfort zone. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to realize his sole purpose of being nurturing in a relationship with Angelina, but maybe he will be able to do that with another individual, as well as far as mm -hmm. people that may not be telling the truth or could exaggerate it may be Brad just based on his Mercury square Jupiter so the planet of communication is at odds with the planet of expansion so an interpretation could mean being stifled in what you communicate maybe but it could also mean being wishy-washy or saying things but you really don't mean them or saying things but you change your mind the next day I don't know if so I haven't or really saying things off the cuff as yeah. well because just because you feel like saying it you know, ah. Yeah. And today I feel like ruining my whole life. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So yeah, it's, I think it's two people that have challenges and it just shows how certain challenges mixed together in a relationship can manifest in toxic behavior. In regards to timing, the interesting thing is that Angelina met Brad and started dating Brad, depending on when they started dating, nobody really truly knows. But regardless, they probably started seeing each other or forming a romance during Angelina's Saturn return. Another cautionary tale of maybe don't. For some people, it makes sense. But for most people, you probably don't want to enter, commit to somebody during your Saturn return. And then interestingly enough as well, Brad Pitt is currently in his second Saturn return. And that's an, a thing that, so I guess him, he and Johnny Depp have similar Saturns with it being an Aquarius. So Brad Pitt is currently in his second Saturn return, which will end in March, 2023. Add Saturn, according to Placidus, is in his second house. So this Saturn return is bringing lessons around possessions, whether it's his financial standing, his businesses, even human possessions. Because people with such a strong second house presence, they may see the people in their lives as possessions as well. And that's yeah, really that also values. 
values. Also what values. values. Yeah. That's what true. are your true, what are your true values? What do you really, what do you really value in this life? Is it possessions mm-hmm. or is there a spiritual path that you're missing? And Saturn being in the second house is something that really is akin to that question as well. What are your true values? Are you going to go on the spiritual path, which I do see a lot of, he's really doing that work yeah. from what he speaks of from his interviews, but also like, are you of this planet or are you working on reaching your next level, reaching your, for example, incarnation or something like mm-hmm. that? It'll be interesting to see what happens with them both. Like if their struggles end up becoming more escalated where they go to court and it becomes a big deal or if it falls by the wayside. But yeah, I guess time will tell and we'll see what happens. But I think Brad and Angelina are a story of when you look at their sun signs with Sagittarius, Gemini being the two sun signs involved when it comes to them, you think, oh, great match. But you have to look underneath at the aspects, the other planets to see the challenges. And that's a lesson for anybody that's interested in utilizing astrology for their sinistry or seeing if somebody's a good match. The sun sign can only tell so much. You really have to look deeper to see how the relationship with you and another person could manifest. Yeah. And then with sinistry, you don't just see what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow. You see, why are we getting together at this Mm -hmm. perfect time? What is so important about this time? Where are our challenges going to be? How can I cohabitate with this person? It's no coincidence. For example, my husband's moon is on my fourth house. It's no coincidence we have a harmonious home, even if I have Uranus there. It's like it works to balance out that chaotic energy that I have in my fourth house. And so like that can happen to so many people, or even I know someone else who had a Saturn return at the end of their Saturn return. That's when they met the love of their life. Saturn was in the fifth house. You know what I'm saying? Or even other planets like Pluto, everybody always dreads Pluto. I'm like, Pluto's just transformation. Like my Pluto is going into the sixth house and I'm expecting a glow up. That's all I'm happy about. I'm like, yes, Pluto's going to be there for a few years. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to transform my health. And those are the types of things that you can think of instead of thinking of that negativity of Saturn. No, Saturn is the lesson maker. Mm -hmm. Saturn is the one who holds up a mirror to who you are and the standards of who you are. Saturn could delay what you want in order to give you something greater because you learned the lesson you worked through the problem or if you avoid it the next motion of Saturn the next planet or motion that it goes into a transit sorry that it goes into could be even worse and so synastry is so important to let you know who this person is, what karma they're bringing to your life, what energy they're bringing into your life. If there is harmony between you, or if like with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, if there's chaos. And I think that fourth house, especially if you're getting married, it's so important to have some sort of fourth house reading. What do I have in my houses? And what does he have? Or what does she have? So you can get an understanding of what you know, astrologically speaking, could be your destiny. But you all make choices. You still have the free will to either decide not to be with someone or decide to work on the problems that those planets or the problems that those aspects have. Sounds good. So hopefully you all have enjoyed listening to this episode. I know this is a celebrity couple that, you know, people definitely talk about. And hopefully through this episode, you've also learned some lessons for your own life when you're considering your relationships. So that wraps up this episode. 